You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Seriously, it's not a big deal. That is one of the creepiest things. It's just a dream. It's totally just a dream. It it's does not happening. sound like that. I don't like that. It, like for some reason, this specifically, the way you're so calm and the way you're describing <laughs> it, it's just, it's eerie. It wasn't even supposed to be a source of conversation today. I was just telling you that off air. No, I mean it's yeah, it's happened a couple of times now. But I come mean, on, how many sources of conversation do we have that start with? We were just talking about it off air. Well, I know, but yeah. I didn't think that it would be something that we bring up. It's just a conversation that happened a couple of times mm. uh, in my sleep. Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Excel, and thank you everyone for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate oh, your yes. listenership. And of course, we did want to say something about uh, the wonderful sponsors of Fun Employment Radio, in that we've got some new ones. We sure do. So this is specifically for you who shop online, which is the newest craze now, Sarah. People shop online. I shop online. The last uh, item I purchased happened to be online when I went to funemploymentradio.com and clicked on the Amazon link. And on the Amazon link. Mm -hmm. Well, now you can click on other links, too. I know. (laughs) So if you go to our website, and I encourage everybody to do this, go to funemploymentradio.com and look on the right-hand side. We've got a bunch of new online uh, sponsors where you can just click on their link and then go shop. And uh, sometimes you get special deals and different kinds of things. But we've got... Uh, sponsors such as Zappos, mm-hmm. now Which a sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. It's one of my favorite companies in the world, and I've bought so many pairs of shoes from them. I love them. So if you're going to buy anything from Zappos, go to our website first. We've got... Which this is very exciting, because just for the record, like you have to be... They choose who they advertise yeah, on, so we had to like go through a picking process. So they looked at us, they looked at our amazing listeners, and they were like, all right, we're going to pick, we're going to choose you guys, because they're specific on what websites they choose to advertise yeah, on. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, this has been a lot of... I'm, I'm kind of just going through it, but yeah, it's been a lot of work in behind the scenes. But it, we're really excited about it, so there's like... There's eBay is now a sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, Think Geek. So anybody who's buying something from Think Cha-ching. Geek, go to funemploymentradio.com, click on that link, and there's several other new ones on there. So I highly encourage everyone to go there to our website. It's just a simple way to you know help us out when you're doing something that you already do. Yeah, you're already going to be doing it anyway. Just go to our website first and click on that link, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it helps us out in a little way. So yes. we appreciate it greatly. <laughs> All right, we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today here on Monday. Do you want to say our super secret guest, Aaron Duran, will not be in here today? He is super secretly on a roll writing uh, a new project so we just we, yeah. you don't interrupt a role when you're on it nope, nope so he is he is busy at home working go go get him tiger yes you keep indeed. on doing you keep on keeping on but he's gonna have his shows on the network this afternoon including but not limited to drive time at the drive-in then he'll also be producing accidental housewives again yep those mm-hmm. two will be there so those will be brand new today absolutely so i guess uh, aaron might have wanted to be in this conversation but i uh, here's here's what i was what i was talking about when we came on so before the show started I was talking to Sarah about some dreams I've had, especially the last couple of nights this has been going on. It might have happened last week, too. I mean, it's it just I don't see it this as a This is a, a continuing deal. thing. Like, Greg, when he said this, he's like, oh, yeah, well, this has been happening quite frequently. So, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you know, we've talked about my house, of course. There's speculation as far as whether it could be in terms of haunted and these things that people try to mm-hmm. uh, try to try to put onto onto my house, um, and I live in the upstairs converted attic of the house. I have two roommates that live downstairs, along with a cat, and then another uh, cat that we're pet sitting. We'll be talking about that in a minute too. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, so I was telling Sarah about in the last couple of nights, I've kind of woken myself up talking. 
because I'll, I and I do this sometimes. I, I have conversations when I talk uh, or when, conversations when I sleep. So you're a sleep talker. Yeah, I'm a sleep talker. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will sleep talk. I've been told. Which it in and of itself is unnerving. Like if if you've ever been around anyone who sleep talks, it can be really fucking terrifying. Yeah, I've been told by other people it gets a little unnerving because yeah. I'll just I'll have conversations with. Now, are you a sleep talker where you're just like rambling on, or are you having conversations where, where like there's only you're saying one side of the conversation? I've been told it's both like sometimes I mumble and then sometimes I say full on words and sentences and so I don't know which one this is other than I woke up like I was talking and then I woke up like you just wake up in mid sentence Mm -hmm. like oh wow I was just talking right there so I was saying that in the last last couple of nights. No, because I was telling Greg I, earlier when we were talking today that I had had some weird dreams over the weekend. Greg's like, oh, yeah, I've just been having this, the same one, but it's no big deal. Yeah. Well, the dream is, and this is the dream, and I, I fully believe this is just a dream, but there's been, um, there's been a little boy in my dreams. And that sounds weird the way I just said that. But it's uh, – so in, in my dream, I'm in my room, and there's stairs that come up to my room on the opposite end end of my uh like it's it's a long room it's basically the length of the house and my bed is on the far end of the stairs on the opposite end so the stairs that come up to my room in my dream there's been a little boy probably about eight or nine i would guess if i had to guess on an age that um in my dream comes up the stairs and is coming into my room and just kind of hangs out and then we talk okay let me just say the way greg said this when i was just like oh i've been having these weird dreams like i don't know it's just kind of weird like I'll be, you know, kind of asleep, and then I'll just see this little boy climb up my stairs, and he'll, like, stand at the foot of my bed, and we sit there and talk for a no, while. No, I didn't say foot of my bed. I didn't say that part. I thought you said that he stood next to your bed. No, I didn't say that part. Wait, I where does know. he stand, then? No, he comes up, uh, he stands at the end of the room by the stairs, <gasps> and then he, and then he, and then, I don't know, we just talk. What do you talk about? I don't remember exactly. I'm, it didn't unnerve me. It didn't bother me. That is so weird. And sca- so you can see it's your bedroom. It's like, hey, how's it going? Hi, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Mm-mm. we just have like a normal conversation. And then he gets kind of annoying. Like, I, I do I do remember that. Like, I'll just be like, like, not like I'm ticked off. I'm just like, eh, okay. All right, I'm done now. And uh, then the dream will carry on in a different way. And that's what. And this just keeps recurring. You keep having the same dream where your room is exactly what it looks like, but then a little boy with shaggy brown hair, which is what Greg, I don't know if he said that, but Greg. Yeah, shaggy brown hair. His shaggy brown hair will be standing there at the like top of your. Almost black hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's God, like really dark brown hair. Fucking Damien Omen shit. And, uh, and yeah, he's got like a white shirt on, and then he'll just kind of hang out and, and like walk around, walk around in the room, and while well, I'm. I'm yeah, did it look like a, a younger version of you? Um, no, I couldn't say for sure. Yeah. I can't put his face like that clear. Oh God! Oh, that's so fucking scary. You know, I can I can There's picture him. There's a blurry him. faced little boy standing at the top of your <laughs> stairs talking to you every night. That All right, is the stuff of nightmares. You're putting more on it. I can't. I didn't say his face was. Well, it is a little blurry, I guess. Oh, my God. I can't really fully see his face. Oh, I can God. see his eyes and his nose and his mouth and all that stuff. Oh, that's like in that movie, that novel, uh, Heart-Shaped Box, where they all have, like, swirl, like, angry, like, squirrel, like, like swirly faces, where you can't really make out their faces. I don't know what that is. It I, is the most no terrible. It, it was written by uh, Joe, I can't remember, Stephen King's son wrote it. Oh, okay. It's the book that I had to throw away halfway through because all it right. scared me so much. Okay. Yeah, but the, one of the things that they created was, uh, one of the things that they talked about were the ghost with no faces. I don't, it's just a dream. Like, it doesn't mean anything, I don't think. I mean, it's just uh, showed up in my dreams a couple of times coming up the stairs. Yeah, people are also saying you're crazy. That's terrifying and disturbing. Because not only is it a, a blurry-faced ghost boy that you're talking to <laughs> standing at the top of your stair. Oh, I can't even 
fathom what I would do if I saw something like that. Holy mother of God. But also, the fact of the matter is, there really aren't a lot of child ghosts. Uh, let's see, for the record, uh, I know so, a movie okay, that you... are assuming this is a ghost, Joe not Hill. just a Thank weird you. dream. Joe Hill wrote uh, but, all right. Heart Shape Box. But anyway... What I'm saying is, let me go back to a little film that I know that you watched called uh, The Conjuring. I love where, in fact you're basing it all off of these. I am, because look, there were these two girls who said who were living in this apartment. They said that they had absolutely no bad feelings about this ghost. And it was a little girl who claimed to be the ghost of a girl named Annabelle who was lonely and needed someone to talk to. And that's how a demon was able to get into the doll and possess it. Because ultimately, the demon wants to be able to possess a living thing, a.k.a. you... You already kind of look like an older version of him with shaggy brown hair and he's standing at the stairs. No. No. Ew. Scary. Hmm. No. Well, yeah, when you put it in that kind of context, yes, that is terrifying. But in the dream, it's not like a problem. It's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, okay. And then I like kind of tell him to go away and then he goes away. You tell him to go away? Yeah, basically. I mean, like the conversation kind of ends and I'm like, I, I remember like specifically, like I wake up and I'm like, ah, he's kind of annoying. Like, not, not in a bad way. I'm just like, all right, I'm done. I'm bored here. I don't want to talk anymore. That is terrible. I cannot believe how, like, passive you're being about this. That's terrifying. Is and it? I am so sad that Aaron I, isn't here right I now. Should I be terrified of this? I think you should. If you're waking up nightly and having full-on conversations with a ghost boy standing at the top of your stairs, I'd say that's a little bit of a concern. Really? Yeah. So wait, this happened last night, and you yeah. were like, you didn't go out, you weren't drinking or anything. This no, is just you. no, I worked all weekend. Yeah, I, I didn't drink. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you were, so this is you just normal sleeping. Yeah. Not uh, not not hallucinating anything. No, no, yeah. I was under the influence of no intoxicants. No, ab- absolutely not. Hmm. I just don't understand how you don't think that this isn't scary. I don't know. Now, now you're making me think that it should be. Yeah. But uh, I mean, didn't no. So Tristan's saying if the ghosts want you to be terrified, then he would be terrified. I don't agree with that. I believe that if the ghost is trying to get you comfortable with hey, it, hey, let's let's say Sarah is saying it's a ghost. This is not me saying that. I want to be clear dr- on that. I don't have the same dream over and over again where I'm in my house or in my apartment and see something standing next to my bed, and I sit and have conversations with it, and it's normal. The that o- is not a normal thing. The only thing I can put to that is that it has sounded like. You know, in the past, when I've talked about things that have happened in my room, there have been some weird things I can't explain that have happened. And in a lot room. of it involves the stairs in that area above the well, stairs. Yes, some of it did. Mm-hmm. It did sound, does occasionally sound like somebody's walking up my stairs. But that Fuck could be that. the old house creaking. You know, I don't know. Yes, I'm because not creaks anything. sound exactly like footsteps getting louder as they climb up your stairs. I mean, the thing that flew off the shelf upstairs or fell off the shelf where it, there's no physical way that it should have done that, that I can't explain. I don't know. And I'm, I don't know. I'm just saying that uh, it, it seems like it was just a dream. Yeah, does he ever do, do you remember, and do you recall anything that this dream said? Do you recall a name or anything along those no, lines? No, I don't really recall exactly what we talked about. It's more just like a conversation. You know, I, and I don't remember specifically. I just remember, yeah, we talked for a while. He just kind of shows up, like, didn't unnerve me at all. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, how's it going? Well, all right, yeah, that's cool. You know, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, okay, you're boring. You're kind of annoying now. And go away. Oh, you're kind of mean to the little ghost boy. Well, I don't say that to you're him, kind of but I just remember that, that's the feeling that Oh, I you're got. lonely and trapped in my house forever. I don't want to talk to you. Go away. I love how <laughs> I love how in your mind, whatever it is, I'm doing something wrong. Either it's a demon that's trying to possess me, or I'm an asshole <laughs> who a thing in a dream. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I got it. I was kind of annoyed because I was like, hey, bothering me. You know, just like, a, more, not like a, I'm ticked off, but more like a, ah, shoe, go away. Go away. <laughs> shoe ghost, don't bother me. Yeah, one of those kinds of things. <laughs>
I don't know. I didn't know that I should be unnerved by. I this, don't know. That's very a, that's very odd. I'm just saying. I've not. I've never had a recurring dream where I am inside of my apartment talking to somebody who's not there. That's just. That's. Very weird, particularly in the space that it is, because that's where you've seen a lot of other things happen that you're not talking about now. Yeah, it's my room in the dream, although it's a, kind of blurry. Like, it's a blurry version of my room. But, yeah, everything's still there. Ooh. But, like, the sides are kind of blurry. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm just describing a dream as far as I know. That totally sounds like Insidious, where you're, like, kind of I'm in the, not in in the space between, like, reality oh and dream God. state. That's you watched, where, did you watch Insidious recently? No, I didn't watch Insidious recently. Okay. No. It seems like you're trying to... Uh, you've re- I watched really Sinister this weekend. Just, okay. But uh, that doesn't have anything to do with like ghosty stuff for the most part. Okay. Well, well a little bit, yeah. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. that's that's uh, that's what it was. I didn't realize that was going to be a, a subject for today. Wow. I, di- mm. I did not either. You just <laughs> happened to bring that up, and I just thought that was completely terrifying. So if, if people think I'm wrong, let me know. But I don't... like. I want to know if other people have reoccurring dreams where they're in their room or house or whatever and then talk to the same person or little boy over and over again. I don't know. It's very odd. Yeah. Send me an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Well, well, you had the haunting experience. I thought that I was going to have the scare experience (laughs) this weekend because I went on a field trip with a couple of my good friends, Tuggy and Jessica. Uh, We ended up going on a field trip on Saturday to the coast. Ah, yes. Yes. To the Oregon coast. To the Oregon coast we went. And uh, Tuggy's family owns a beach house there, which has been in their family for generations. Like, it's an older, beautiful beach house in Cannon Beach. Yeah, that's the swanky section. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who I know, a lot of people don't know about the Oregon coast. So it's it's uh, not like a big, huge, built-up coastline of cities. But Cannon Beach is the swanky city. Yes, if you could apply it to that. It's very, it's, it's rich. Yeah, so it's, it's like, rich for the Oregon coast. Where like Haystack Rock is. Like if you, it's mm-hmm. been prominently featured in many movies, including like Goonies and everything. Yeah. Like it's it's right. Cannon mm-hmm. Beach is like the every anywhere you look on Cannon Beach, you can see Haystack Rock. It's this big, glorious rock that's right there. Right. And so we went uh, for the weekend. So we're like, oh, let's get out of town for a weekend. It's stormy, and you know, growing up in the Northwest, I love being at the coast when it's raining. It always feels kind of weird when it's sunny because my no, entire storm storms at the coast are very cool. Oh, they're beautiful, yep. and it's just mm-hmm. so we're driving there, you know. And as we're uh, driving to the coast, you know, it's getting a little rainier, and we're like, oh, maybe this might have been a mistake. We're not sure. But then as soon as we got there, it's beautiful. I honestly, it was raining the entire time from leaving Portland to about ten minutes outside of Cannon Beach, and then when we got there, it was just gloriously sunny. It was the weirdest thing, cool. which of course went away very quickly. But right, yes. Uh, yeah. So we drove into town. Um, it's like a cute little. It's it's very shishi. It has like lots of all it is is like basically boutiques and art stores, blown glass shops, you right? Know, uh, nice restaurants. So we went there and uh, decided to just go and get a snack immediately. And so like had some food. And then as we were sitting there, you know, talking and looking out, the weather was starting to get darker. And we we're like, ooh, this is kind of creepy. Cool. So uh, we had our snack. Then we decided to go back to the house and you know drop off all of our stuff and get everything situated. And when we get to the house. We were looking at the street that it was on, and we noticed that nobody had their lights on, and we're like, heck yeah, because if you recall, last time we went to visit, there, we might have had a noise complaint yes, because of the people right. around. Yes, that's right, and I was there for that time, too. Yeah, yeah the, the cranky old um, uh, ex-hippie lady yes. yeah, gave a noise complaint about yep, us. So yes, so there was a noise complaint. So when we got there, we were just like, sweet, nobody's home, because we figured you know, a lot of these are vacation houses, and we're like, nobody's home, so I mean, we're not planning, on, it's only three of us, we're not going to be that loud, but in case you know, we're laughing or like listening to music or something. So we're just like, oh, there's nobody home on the block. This is awesome. And right now it's about dusk. And so we get into the house, and uh, and Tuggy has to go around the back to let us in. And as we're standing up there, we're like, why isn't he turning the lights on? This is kind of creepy out here. And we're standing, you know, out there with all of our stuff. And finally he comes out. He's like, yep, 
there's absolutely no power. And sure enough, we get to this house, which is a pretty big, um, like, it's an awesome old big beach house. Mm -hmm. But it has, you know, uh, it has, like, trinkets from, you know, his entire life. Like, you know, like, weird dolls and things, like, collectibles and stuff everywhere. So it's a pretty... Like, without any light on it and knowing the history of the house, it, it's kind of scary. Okay. And Jessica and I are both kind of, you know, wimps when it comes to that. So anyway, we get in. It's kind of cool. So we get in and all the power's out. And so we light a bunch of candles. And, we, you know, we're trying to situate See, that everything. that sounds fun. It that was. That doesn't sound scary. That sounds awesome. It was because we're like, all right, well, we have liquor. And we have <laughs> and we have food, and we have uh, our faces that can talk. So we're going to do some ghost stories. And there was a big like roaring fireplace. You guys told ghost stories. We were going to tell ghost stories, so we were getting everything situated. And we had a couple drinks, and we were listening to um, to some music. And then all of a sudden, about an hour later, poof! The lights all came back on, and we're like, okay, well, that was fun. Now we kind of wish that the power would be back out right? because it was feeling kind of awesome. So uh, then we ended up leaving there and walking down the street to this like fancy restaurant thing because we decided that we're going to go out for like a nice dinner. Okay. And so went to this restaurant in Cannon Beach and went in there and we had ordered our like food and everything and sat down to eat. So our power, the power had gone on back on everywhere else. Right. So we go down to Cannon Beach, you know, back to like the swanky area kind of yes. place. And we go and sit down and we order our food. And just as we get our food, we're sitting there in this restaurant and all of the lights go out. Everywhere in Canada, in the Beach. restaurant, in the restaurant, right, on the yeah, street, the whole, yeah, on the whole one block, place, and go out everywhere. We're sitting at the back of this restaurant, so I mean, there aren't a lot of windows or anything. Like we're sitting on the bar side, so it's kind of you know, it's beautiful, but it's all like enveloped in wood. There are no windows, and it is just pitch black. And this restaurant is packed, and everyone just kind of stops talking, and we're just like, "What the fuck do we do? I don't know what's going on." So everyone's just kind of sitting there in the darkness, and I'm starting to think I'm I'm starting to like clutch my purse because I'm in Cannon Beach, and somebody wants to steal the thirty seven dollars that I have in my bank account. But I'm you think sure somebody's going to start robbing you because the power went out? I don't know. I just think when it gets to the, I thought that the pillaging might have started if you know if the lights go out. But then I realized yes, that I'm probably. What's your instant reaction when the lights go out, Sarah? Is it to start trying to steal from anyone <laughs> near you? No, I just I thought that maybe someone would try to, to steal from me. So I'm just sitting what, there. Kind what of, do you think they're gonna do? I don't know. Like you're in a restaurant in Cannon Beach, and all of a sudden because you the hear power about like out. looting and stuff, and I'm like, what if that? Where if, do you hear about looting when the power? goes out? I don't out? know. When power goes out, I thought people looted. That's not. Oh, so we're sitting. I love there. your faith in humanity. In that, uh, that as soon as the power goes out, somebody's going to try to loot you. No, well, I said, well, my faith was instilled. Nobody tried to loot <laughs> what me. Gonna, what are they going to do? <laughs> like, you just think all these people are going to come out of the woodworks and just start taking your purse. Don't kick, to take my cover girl compact. Right. Oh, dear God. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's really. But then I was thinking about it and I'm like, I don't look like the looty. I look like the looter at this point because I'm wearing like a sweatshirt, you know, in jeans and I'm wearing a beanie and everybody else in this restaurant's like very well dressed. And I'm like, wait. I shouldn't be afraid of everybody else. I bet everybody else is afraid of us right now. Right, we look because like I'm, cause I'm sure the couple sitting there or whoever, you know, people around the restaurant having dinner are worried about you coming to loot them. <laughs> That's probably their I first know, concern. And then I'm thinking in Cannon Beach. I'm like, my God, every house here is like a million dollars. Is your mind just constantly waiting for the one second you think that everybody's about ready to loot you or try to steal from you at any second they're just waiting for the opportunity yes that's how I drive that's how at I walk that's how I do everything every time I'm everybody that- wants to they just need that moment oh the lights are out I'm doing it now that's how you exist that sounds like a very stressful 
Stressful it's not life. that stressful. You just have to be prepared. <laughs> you just have to be prepared. So anyway, it was fun. So what did you do to prepare? So when every, the no, went out? so all the lights went out and it was pitch black for about uh, I don't know, like five minutes. And finally, um, the wait staff was able to like uh, get candles, and so they brought everybody out candles, and then they all had uh, they put on like headlamps and stuff, and everyone had flashlights. So it was kind of right, because they're used to the power going out. It's the coast. It was pretty cool. I mean, pretty much anywhere in rural Oregon, like that's what. The, you're used to the power going out. It yeah. happens. It just happens. Well, it was amazing. So we stood outside because they had this big back patio. Stood outside and it faces the ocean. It was it was glorious. Like it's just dark all around. Not a single light to be seen. Mm-hmm. And you can just hear the, like the crashing of the waves and the wind was blowing so hard. Like you know chairs were blowing away and stuff. It was awesome. I have to say it was really cool. Uh, yeah. So we ended up just finishing our dinner in the dark. Uh, made some friends there who it was. Um, we met Tyler and Nicole, and it was her 27th birthday, and they had been drinking all day because they were, like, Seahawks fans. Okay. There's so many Seahawks fans. My God. Oh, Seahawks are a big deal right now. They I'll talk are, about that in ball talk. Yeah, they are a huge deal. So she had just kept, like, talking about the Seahawks. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, do you want to talk about the Blazers? I know about the Blazers. She's like, I'm from Seattle. Basketball doesn't exist. I'm like, ooh, Okay. Never mind. We don't need to oh, talk about Oh, she's one of the bitter Sonics She was people. one of the okay. bitter ones, and all she's right. just like, and I don't even go to Starbucks because of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. All right, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. But yeah, she was on. So they had had many, many drinks during the day. And so uh, they, of course, took an instant liking to Tuggy and he bought them, you know, birthday shots. And right. then they loved, you know, they Well, loved of course, that's uh, Tuggy's the life of the party. Of course. So we got, so we took some, you know, birthday shots in the dark and then proceeded the long, dark walk home. And then when we got back to the house, uh, the power had gone out again. So then ended up uh, just relighting the same candles. And uh, we had a little bit of charge left on Tuggy's phone. So we ended up watching a horror movie, Sinister. On his little, this on his is little why, TV phone. This is why you're so obsessed. It knew it had to be something. No, it wasn't. That movie isn't that. It's more violent than it is. I don't know haunting. which one that is. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think you saw it, and I don't think you liked it. I don't watch many of those. But yeah, it was kind of terrifying. Yeah. So like we sat, in, but it was fun. So we uh, made ourselves uh, cocktails and watched a horror movie on this teeny little screen, surrounded by candles. It was pretty cool. See that? Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Actually, mm-hmm. that sounds that sounds like a good time. I yeah. would like to go to. I don't know if I've ever been in a restaurant where the power went out. I've, I've been to a bar when the power was out. Before, oh yeah, that's, yeah. Did you fear it's the pillaging a, as well? No, no. It's it's not really a concern of mine. Also, I live in Oregon. It's not too likely that people are going to start pillaging when the power goes out for five minutes. Like, I'm not too concerned about it. I don't know. It's not something I actually think about. Although, uh, the only <laughs> thing that worries me is with my meth head neighbors. They worry me. Exactly. Maps, See, I'm not talking about Oregon as a whole. I'm talking about the specific people that will take advantage of the darkness. Just like how you've said when there are blackouts, how you're kind of terrified of what your meth head neighbors will do. Yeah. Like, I mean, there could be... Uh, I highly doubt there are meth heads in Cannon Beach, but still... I doubt it. I don't think I that really they doubt do. It. Yeah, yeah. Cannon Beach doesn't. They they can smell the pour on you. They're right. like, no, yeah. no, no. You you don't. Belong. You, you go home. You now. get back to seaside. You, you yeah. get back to seaside. Yeah, that's <laughs> you. Yeah. You go back to where you came from. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was that was fun. I thought that I was going to have like the creepy weekend, but instead, no. You have the ghost boy. I, I really. It's so funny. It's so funny that you're so concerned about this. <laughs> well, anyway, that did happen. Now, Friday night did go out for a while. With um, We went to the Helium Comedy Show for Kyle Kinane, mm-hmm. of which Sean Jordan and Shane Torres were both uh, performing on the same bill. So it was it was a lot of fun. I, I have not laughed that straight 
through an entire show like that in a long oh, time. Oh yeah, that yeah. lineup was a one-two-three punch. Like that it was, was yeah. it was solid. That was solid all the way through. And actually, uh, Sean Jordan's going to be on the show tomorrow. Nice. So him and I believe Randy Mendez might be coming as well. <gasps> the bearded Randy Mendez with the hot stripper wife. Yes, indeed. Okay. Yep. I like that. Mr. I like the sound of this. Yep. So Randy and Sean uh, will be on the show tomorrow right here on Fun Employment Radio. So tune in for that. As well. Nice. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Should I like try to? I could try to like sketch what it looks like. I'm not a very good. I'm not yes. Very good at drawing though. Holy balls! Yes. I'd need like paper and a pen. To I do have that, a paper but... and a pen with me at all times. Of all course, right, you I can. can try to do that here at some point, and I'll, I'll try to sketch what it looks like. Oh well, and as you had referenced way earlier in the show about how you have a cat that's staying with you. Yes. Okay. So if you listen to Friday's show, um, which you can go back and listen to Friday's show, we talked about how Sarah was doing something that is absolutely shocking because she promised she would never do this, and that she was trying to. She was considering adopting a cat. Now, at my house, I've got two roommates, and one of them has a three-legged cat. But we've also been house-sitting, or pet-sitting, rather, I guess, for this other cat, a female cat by the name of Gandalf, who's a big, black-and-white, fluffy cat that just kind of lays there. It's fat and lazy. and that's She looks like existence. a stuffed animal come to life with little stumpy legs. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. And um, this cat's been been there for about a month now and it's getting time to where it's going back to its owner however the owner whoever this guy is I don't know the owner yeah, me um, allegedly already has two other pets and would consider giving up Gandalf to another home Sarah immediately volunteered herself as a possible home as a for this possible cat. home yes and I think that's a fantastic idea because I am ready for Gandalf to be out of my house <laughs> oh why is that Gandalf is not welcome in my home anymore even though she's still there because I discovered that my nice Chair. It's like a what would you call that? A lounge chair, like a. Oh, is it like a velvet not, chair? Like yeah, the, like it's like the a one velvet that we have in the chair. Room? Yeah, it okay. doesn't. Yeah, and it's a nice chair that I've had since I bought the house. Actually, it came with the house mm-hmm. from my friend who was the previous owner. And I discovered that when I came home on Friday, that something smelled a little odd in my house. I was like, "Wow, that's that's quite pungent. Something something smells not very good." And lo and behold, kind of did did the sniff test walking around. And discovered that this chair was covered in cat urine. Oh. Covered, soaked in cat urine. Oh. Lifted up the lifted up the um the the pillow and underneath it was soaked. It was disgusting. That is so gross. And this is also the chair where I've frequently seen Gandalf jumping up onto it and hanging out for not very long and then walking off. I didn't put that together because I'm not used to cats. I'm not used to really paying attention to cats too much. So I didn't put anything, any thought to it. I'm like, dogs do that kind of stuff all the time. It's no big deal. I'm like, oh, whatever. No, this cat, I am 99% sure, has been peeing on that thing oh, and then walking off. And it just reached the final moment where it finally the odor took over everything. Well, it had finally completely night. saturated the chair. Completely saturated it and to reach the boiling point of where cat urine is what my house smelled like. Oh, God. So I've had to throw away this chair. This chair is no longer, no longer there. Because it just wasn't worth it. It's not worth it to me to try to try to even attempt to get that out of it. Oh, if it's soaked into the cushion, it's I'm sure soaked you're through the cushion, through the cushion into the base of the chair. Mm. Disgusting. So I think you should fully take Gandalf. I well, think you should take Gandalf today. I think you should finally <laughs> adopt this cat. The cat should live to you, live with you. Well, let me just say, let me say, I, I took all weekend to make the decision, even before your cat pee story. I have decided to not adopt. Gandalf. I, I really thought about it long and hard, and I really just 
don't think that at this point in time I need a cat particularly now that you're telling saying that it's something that pisses on something because oh, I yeah. have like the smallest apartment and I am not ready to stink I'm not ready to walk out of my apartment smelling like cat pee. Well, I'm not ready either, so you need to take this cat. <laughs> You're taking. The, I'm going to drop the cat off at your place today. I don't fucking think so. Nope. I I I have decided. I decided actually on Saturday when I was thinking about it. I thought long and hard about it. I keep saying long and hard. I need to stop saying that. I, I thought about it. And yes, I do not think at this point in my life. I want to thank everybody who's given me all of their words of encouragement and tips and such for, you know, for owning a cat. I'm not saying I won't own a cat uh, someday, but for right now, I believe that there should only be one living being in my apartment and it shall be me. So I am going to I'm going to hold off becoming a crazy cat lady. Until this afternoon when I drop off that other cat because I don't want it in my house anymore. You were not dropping off the cat at my house. I don't want that. I don't want it there. Mm -mm. I don't like it now. It's my enemy now. Well, I'm sorry that Gandalf peed on your chair, but (sighs) honestly, that is not my problem. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm so annoyed. (laughs) All right. Fine. Sarah will not be a cat lady. I will not be a cat lady. Not this time. I'll get you on the next one, though. I don't know. Like, it really, I really did sit and assess about like having a cat in my life and what and like how you know busy I am and how like if I'm painting like I you know because I I do dog paintings and cat paintings which I'm going to start doing oh on the side um, as well and I can't have some thing like rubbing against my cat painting or dog paintings you know while I'm doing them sure like, you can no I think that there I have a lot of things that could be spillable and a lot of things that I would be really pissed if it was ruined and right now I think I'm kind of okay being a hermit by myself. All right. Yes. Well, I would like one less cat in my house right well, now. Well, I'm very sorry about that's, that. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. The other one can stay. The three-legged <laughs> cat can stay. I like Marvel. <laughs> Not the other one. Yeah. All right. Well, so I just wanted to make that statement, but in, thank so. you very much to everybody who gave me their opinions. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your schedules to give me like tips and advice and such. All right. And I do really appreciate that. I just don't think for me that having a cat is the best thing. Damn it. All right. Well, should we do a little bit of ball talk? We We did bring up the Seahawks. And get used to seeing a lot more Seahawks news. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. uh, We'll just say that we'll go right into it to a little bit of Seahawks news. So the Seattle Seahawks, NFL team, in the playoffs, won this weekend. They won. No, they won. I didn't notice that at all from the thousands of fucking things that I saw on the internet all weekend. They beat the Nolens Saints. Don't say that. Nolens. Bet you I know where you got them shoes. All right, so um, they beat the New Orleans Saints, so moving on in the playoffs, and they will be playing San Francisco next weekend. And by the way, guess who predicted both of those games? Who would win those? Let me think if I... Remember well, I just remember your prediction of the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl. I'm not sure exactly which one. No, that was different. That was before Aaron Rodgers got injured. So that, oh, that part oh, so we're adding addendums to this now. Well, obviously, injuries change things. Uh, Seattle will be taking on the San Francisco 49ers next weekend in Seattle as for the uh, NFC Championship. Now, the winner of that game will go on to the Super Bowl. So you're basically, if for people who hate football, you got about three weeks left. That's That's pretty much what it is. It'll be this weekend, then a week off, and then the final weekend. And no, no, I don't. I don't hate football, by the way. Just well, for, for the people record. that do, for, yeah, there are people that do. Or it's really people divisive. That are tired of seeing the Seahawks. And the thing is, it's funny here too in Oregon because we're kind of in the middle, like as a state between Seattle and San Francisco. So there's a lot of people on either side of that that grow up either Seahawks or 49ers fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be honest, both of you can be very annoying sometimes. Both Seahawks and 49ers fans can be a little bit obnoxious. But who are you rooting for, Dan- uh, Greg? I, I would like to see the Seahawks. I can't root for the yeah. 40. I'm not going to root for the 49ers. 
I mean, but I don't really have a dog in the fight. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with the Seahawks. I mean, it would be fun to kind of see a Super Bowl game if like they made it to the Super Bowl. Well, and because Russell Wilson plays for them, Russell Wilson is is amazing. Oh yeah, I forgot how much you think he's cool. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I kind of want to be like Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. So, but here's the thing though that Seattle is doing in an attempt to keep 49ers fans away from their stadium this weekend. They've announced this that in order to buy tickets to the playoff game. If you are at least from the United States, your credit card has to end in a zip code that lies within the states of Washington, Oregon, Alaska, Montana, and Idaho. If you're not, if you don't have a zip code that ends in one of those, you cannot buy tickets via credit card for the Seahawks game this weekend. Huh. So they're trying to keep anybody from California out. So if you have a California zip code on your credit card, you will not be able to buy buy tickets. Oh, and uh, yeah, it's being noted. Yeah. I, I'm assuming BC and Alberta, yeah, as well for uh, for Canadian fans. I was I was assuming those ones, but um, but for the United States ones, nobody from California or outside really of the greater Northwest. Wow, buy tickets. that's a, someone saying the Broncos are doing the same thing. Uh, I uh, maybe they yeah. are. Maybe they are. I I didn't see that part. <laughs> oh, boys, boys, boys. But this is this is what uh, Seattle is doing for sure. The thing is, you can get tickets all kinds of places. You don't have to just buy them on there. There's like StubHub and like resale tickets. So they're not going to keep all, all of the all of the 49ers fans. Mm. But it is kind of an interesting troll that they're trying to do. Um, this weekend's game with Seattle playing New Orleans Saints. Uh, Marshawn Lynch made a big touchdown. And it's been announced by the Pacific Northwest Seismic Network at the University of Washington that when Marshawn Lynch scored the touchdown, the crowd was so loud that it registered as an earthquake. Oh my god! Registered as another earthquake. I don't have what the what the actual. I think it was like a like a one or something like that. Like very small, but still did register on the seismic scale for an earthquake. Wow! So there we go. Seattle taking on the San Francisco 49ers this weekend. We'll have plenty of stuff <laughs> with that. I do have something about the Denver game this weekend. But I'm gonna say that for the end. All right. And uh, it's it's a special thing, courtesy of uh, Katie in Texas. So. Moving on in ball talk, the other big news that happened this weekend that you're going to see this all over the place, whether you care or not. I'm just going to give you the basic facts so you know what people are talking about, especially if you have a baseball fan in your life. All right. And it has to do with Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez, currently of the New York Yankees, you know, one of, regardless of the all the steroid scandals and human growth hormone scandals, one of the greatest players to ever play baseball from everything I've ever read. I'm not a huge baseball guy, mm. but A-Rod is one of those guys. Like, he's up there with the greats. It's always overshadowed with his dickiness, I think. It's overshadowed by his dickiness, and then, yeah, by a lot by that. A mm. lot by that. And then also by the fact that he has been um, accused over and over, and there's all kinds of things that have come out saying that he used human growth hormone and all these different kinds of uh, illegal for baseball drugs. Yeah. And he's been... Uh, he did have a suspension that was going to be like 200 and some games. It was dropped to 162 game suspension, which is a season. So he's technically suspended for next season. He's appealing that. He's going to try to take it all the way to the Supreme Court in order to appeal this thing. But there was a big interview on 60 Minutes yesterday where this guy, Bosch, who ran ran one of these human growth hormone um, uh, a company, basically, that, that contracted with A-Rod. And mm-hmm. provided him with all of these things. This guy came out and admitted it in an interview, saying all the different kinds of drugs and steroids that he gave Alex Rodriguez. Wow. So he just flat out said it. He also said that at one point, an associate of A-Rod's tried to get him to move to Columbia during this uh, during the investigation so that Major League Baseball couldn't get a hold of him. And they were going to pay him $20,000 a month to go, go down and live there. Wow. 
until the uh, investigation was over. Yeah, this Bosch guy ran a company called Biogenesis. That sounds like some bad comp- corporation out of a movie. It does. It sounds like something that would be in like, like Total Like in Die Hard or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, oh, we've got to take down the evil Diogenes- Biogenesis Bio- Corporation. Biogenesis. So that's part of what it is. Um, they are, they are, right now it's a 162 game suspension. He's going to appeal it. But there's a lot of stuff coming out about A-Rod, including all these people now just kind of ratting out what uh, what he went on. So that's that's what I got. That's what's happening. Moving on in ball talk. This is kind of tangentially related to balls, but uh, it has a lot to do with, with Portland as well. And there's, there's several people that have sent in this story, so I'm just going to talk about it. And it has to do with Nike, located here in Beaverton, Oregon, and their Air Jordan shoe line. Because Nike is currently being sued for $100 million regarding their Air Jordans by a man, I'm going to try to say his name, Sir Giorgio Clardi. Sir Giorgio Clardi. Okay. Now, the Sir Sir Giorgio is one word. Okay. It's not like Sir Giorgio. Not, oh, Sir Giorgio. Sir Giorgio Clardi. Okay. So this guy is a 26-year-old Portland pimp. <laughs> he is a 26-year-old. Wait, is there anything else with that sentence? That's what he is. He's a 26-year-old Portland, Portland pimp? pimp, currently residing in the Eastern Oregon Correctional Institution. <laughs> okay. Now he was put in jail for second-degree assault in er, early in 2013 because allegedly one of the Johns that was visiting one of his girls, one of his. Hose, if you were to use that, one of his, that, one of his that bitches. type of, yeah, you know, just using the uh, one of parlance. his tricks. Oh wait, no, that's a the parlance of pimps. Do. Okay. One of his hose. No, the trick is the act, right? And the John is the man. Yeah, the John's the guy, whoever the guy the is. The trick, that, is, and she's turning tricks. That's the hoe the, is turning tricks for the John. Okay, but, but the money goes from to the, the pimp. Pimp. Okay, right. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's how it works. So this guy beat one of the Johns. Uh, allegedly, it says beat his face to a pulp. Ooh. Using Air Jordans. So he's wearing his pair of Air Jordans and he stomped on the guy repeatedly because the guy wasn't paying paying the money. The John wasn't paying? John didn't pay. So Uh-oh. Clarney stomped on him. And the man ended up requiring stitches and plastic surgery on his nose. Oh. So naturally, Clarty was sent to jail. And he is, in, he is in jail currently at the Eastern Oregon Correctional Institution. But he's suing Nike over the fact that Nike... According to him, should have placed a label on his Air Jordan shoes, warning consumers that they could be used as a dangerous weapon. So he stomped this man's face into the ground, but it's Nike's fault for not putting a warning that if he did that, their shoes would cause damage to the guy's face. Oh my god. Suing for $100 million. That's amazing. Oh wow, he's in jail for a 100, 100 year prison sentence? Well, yeah, if you stomp somebody's face in, yeah, I would I guess hope that you get punished. A hundred year prison sentence. Well, oh well. Oh, he also he's also beat. Uh, oh, he also he also beat the girl too. So, uh-huh. yeah, he's he's a class act all around. Class act, dude. Anyway, this is what's going on. So Nike, of course, is going to have to defend themselves over the fact that they didn't put a label on their shoes that said they could be used as a deadly weapon. That's all right. Yeah. Good luck so, with that one. Good buddy. luck, Nike. You yeah. got a, you got a big battle ahead of you on that <laughs> one. Big rough battle on that one. All right, moving on to ball talk. 
It's a potpourri of balls. Potpourri smattering of balls. So I've got, got a few different things going on. So I do want to say... Th- um, I'll just mention this. The uh, Winter Olympics, of course, are happening in Sochi, Russia. And the State Department, the United States State Department, has issued a travel advisory saying that uh, U.S. citizens traveling to Sochi should be very aware and uh, be a little bit uh, on on edge okay. traveling over there. They don't have specific uh, a specific knowledge of a terrorist of, of like a like a, a projected terrorist attack, but they there are a lot of groups that want to harm people at these Olympics, in particular Americans traveling to them. So they have issued a travel warning, a travel advisory, if you're going to the Olympics. Gotcha. So there you go. All I'm right, be careful. That. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Moving on to ball tech. I, here's something that I just, I just think is funny that I just found out, so I just have to say it. LeBron James is about to have a new stepdad. And it is this because uh, so his his mother Gloria Gloria James mm-hmm. she's she's quite the firecracker okay there's been different stories of course that have come out uh, come out about her and about different uh, you know different things that she's allegedly engaged in perhaps with other basketball players that were on his team when he when LeBron was playing in Cleveland sure but now she's engaged to a a class act guy now this guy is a rapper. LeBron's new stepdad is a rapper, and he goes by the name Da Real Lambo. Da Real Lambo. Three different words there. Lambo. Yes, Da Real Lambo. And that's LeBron James' new stepdad. Oh. I just wanted to make sure that was weird. Daddy Lambo. That guy is spending LeBron James' money. Oh man! <laughs> and LeBron, that was was it him who was? No, it was Kobe Bryant's mom. Never mind, wasn't it that was selling off all of his? Oh yeah, shit? Kobe Bryant's mom. Yeah, was selling off all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that it was. Uh, who was it that allegedly? Delonte. Uh, oh, Delonte West. Yeah, Delonte West. I think it was. Was shipping LeBron's mom? Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was the rumor. So who knows if that's true or not? There we go. Oh wow. Yes, indeed. There's some crazy balls going on today. Oh yes. Um, moving on in ball talk. Potpourri smattering of balls. Maybe uh, I'll do I'll do one more and then we'll skip to skip to the final story. This one actually is just for our friend Keelan King. Oh boy! Because I bet he's a little upset he didn't get to bid on this. There's a jersey that was auctioned off over the weekend that was worn by former NCAA tournament star in 1992, Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner. Now, if you ever watch any college basketball, oh, wasn't a Rodney the Stuckey Four, jersey? No, no oh, okay. nobody wants a Rodney Stuckey jersey. Nobody. But a Christian Leitner jersey, there are still fans of him. Okay. Especially if you went to Duke. Christian Leitner. Um, in, in 1992, in the NCAA tournament, it's a very famous shot. It's a last-second shot where Christian Leitner hit this one at the buzzer to beat Kentucky and move on in the tournament. Cool. It's one of those iconic shots that's shown anytime the Final Four, anytime the NCAA has their tournament, they always show that shot. They will forever be part of it. Okay. Now, the jersey that he allegedly wore during that shot, the actual one he was wearing, um, was auctioned off over this weekend for $119,500. Dang. Yes. So if Keelan can come up with 125, I bet he might be able to pry it away from him. Might be able to get a stinky jersey. Yes. Yes. Also, Keelan hates Christian Leitner with a passion because he thinks Christian Leitner's the reason that... um, that Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the USA Olympic team in that time. Oh, I'm not even getting involved in. Your, I'm just saying. I, I'm just. Games. I'm merely stating facts. 
So maybe we can get a pool together to try to get that jersey. Oh, yes. All right, and finally in Baltock, we've got this. This is something I missed playing this uh, on Friday. I did not know of its existence until uh, Katie from Texas sent this into me. And it has to do with the Denver Broncos game over this last week. Now, the Denver Broncos played the San Diego Chargers. And the Broncos did win, but this song came out beforehand. Now, to put this in context, earlier this this season, the Chargers had beaten the Broncos in a regular season game. And this was a song put out by a Denver rapper known as the Mad Fanatic. Not the real Lambo? Not the real Lambo. Okay. Duh, real Lambo. Duh, real Lambo. Sarah, please pronounce I'm it. I'm sorry. That was, that was rude of me. And this song is called Sweet Revenge. It's for Broncos fans everywhere. We'll just play a little bit. Won't in the same. I bet everything I got, we gon' win the game. I bet everything I got, we gon' win the game. I bet everything I got, we gon' win the game. We gon' win the game. We gon' we gon' win the game. We coming. We gon' win the we gon' win the we gon' win the game. Sweet revenge. I bet everything I got, we gon' win the game. I bet everything I got, we gon' win the game. We gon' win the game. We gon' Wait, oh my no, god. What are you going to do? Okay. Oh, I guess I'm supposed to be impressed. Yeah, you played your best game, but you ain't played West. A L's a L, but still you only won by seven. And let's be real, you know well, because not just one of our weapons. The three amigos are some beasts, but they are not. He's rapping about being beaten by another team? Yes. But he's saying that they're going to win this week. Did they? Yeah, they did. You know that you can't slow us down. And don't sleep on no sleep. He brings that ground and pound. Monte Ball gets better every single snack. And do I really need to talk about my quarterback? Oh, boy. San Diego, your season's about to end. The Denver Broncos about to get some sweet revenge. I bet everything I got, we going to win the game. Wait, does he say next, I bet everything I got, we're going to win the game? Yes, he does. You pick up on this quick. I'm pretty psychic. I just want to brag about it. So the Mad Fanatic. Must be some kind of clairvoyant because he predicted it correctly. The Broncos did beat the Chargers over this last week. Somebody else in this room also predicted that. Well, that's that's very excited this, for uh, me. This guy. This oh, guy. I predicted it. I don't know what you're talking me. about. I went three and one this weekend on my predictions, so uh, I'm just putting that out there. That's still three not 100 and one. 75 percent. That's a C. Not too good. That's money, is what that is. Okay. Just like the Mad Fanatic. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. The Mad Fanatic. The Mad Fanatic. I wonder how these play, but I'm just saying you might want to look at the numbers. I'd understand if you tell me that it made you wonder, wonder why. You know, made you wonder if last game was like seeing lightning before hearing thunder. I bet. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Hello, my friends. I've got a plethora of crazy today. Here we go. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, Greg. You're coming on this journey with me. Mm-hmm. First up, 
this first story's gross, but it's totally a world of crazy story. <clears throat> An Italian man has been arrested in Dublin yesterday and charged with the murder of his Irish landlord and attempting to eat his heart after an argument about a game of chess. Oh, God. Yes, an Italian man has been arrested in Dublin and charged with killing his Irish landlord and attempting to eat his heart after an argument about the game of chess. This man's name is Severio Balanti. He admitted to killing Tom O'Gorman, who was 39 years old. Could you possibly have a more Italian name and a more Irish name? And a more Irish name, I know. (laughs) Severio Balanti admitted to killing... Severio Balanti. Tom O'Gorman. Tom O'Gorman, 39. O'Gorman's body, when it was found, had been uh, stabbed dozens of times and his chest uh, cavity was open up. Although the heart was still in his body, a lung was missing. So Ugh. the heart was intact, but it was, uh, but it confirms that the lung was removed from his body and had not been located, and part of the heart was not located as well. Belante did admit to oh. eating one of his lungs and part of his heart. The argument allegedly occurred over a move in a chess game that Belante and O'Gorman had been playing for the past year. This Belante. has been building up for a while. This has been building up for over a year. I wonder if you can see the signs ahead of time, like if O'Gorman could come back and talk. Like, Is it something you would have known, or is it just a quick... Greg, this is what I'm talking about. Maybe they were playing chess and like the power went out, and then he pillaged his heart. That could be, that's probably what happens. Mm-hmm. Watch out if the power goes out. You're probably exactly right. All right, I just want to get that gross one another way. Ew. Next up, out of Philadelphia, to Philadelphia we go, a man who has been accused of exposing himself and asking women to perform lewd acts with Swiss cheese, is on the loose in Philadelphia. More specifically, in the Mayfair town of Philadelphia. Now, this man has a name. He is called the Swiss Cheese Pervert, and he has been plaguing Mayfair, Pennsylvania, where he drives his car up to women with his genitals exposed and then offers cash to the ladies to put a slice of Swiss cheese on his penis and then perform sexual acts. That's a very specific thing. It is an oddly specific fetish. So the town watches. Now, is there, are they slices of Swiss cheese? He, he has. They, there's actually a picture of him. I think you can find. It. They don't. Uh, if you just look up sweet, uh, Swiss cheese pervert, <laughs> you can find a picture of the guy. Was... And they have a picture of him where he's actually holding a thing like a slice of Swiss cheese, and like his, and he's naked from the waist down. That is. Oh my god! I didn't expect it to actually it be. Is. That. Oh, that's disturbing. That's a big slice of Swiss cheese he's got there. Yep. All right. So uh, the senior, the town's watches, uh, town watches senior advisor, uh, Milt Martelak. Milt Martelak sounds like they'd be in charge of the town watch, don't Milt they? Martelak. I'm Milt Martelak, and I'm a busybody. Yep. Uh, Milt Martelak said, "I understand that people may think this is funny, but this is no laughing matter. Uh, we're taking this matter very seriously, and we're working vigorously with the police to get this guy off. The, really, working vigorously with the police to get this guy off the streets." Now, a woman by the name of Gabby Chest claims that she met a man on OkCupid that had similarly strange requests. Gabby Chest said that he was rec- uh, recommended to her on OkCupid when asked about it. She said, he said he was looking for someone to perform masturbation on him with cheese. He kept saying how strong his urges were and how desperate he was to find someone to help him with it. How sad would you be to know that you were recommended that guy as a potential match? Like this woman filled out her profile totally and like, depressing. well... You look like a good fit for this guy. He likes to jerk off with Swiss cheese. I think you two might be uh, 
might be fitting based on your answers. Well, according to Gabby Chest, uh, the man shared details about himself and his self-described fetish to her via an email. He said, I started to compare girls to cheese due to their milky complexions. Girls are soft, smooth feeling and tend to like dairy products more. <laughs> now he's a man of science right there. Of okay. course. All yeah. Right. Uh, the, the Swiss cheese pervert continues to write that and typical advertising, always using a girl to advertise dairy products. So cheese is what I started to use as a replacement for having sex with girls. <laughs> Uh, when comparing the picture that someone had caught of the Swiss cheese pervert to the picture of him on OkCupid, she said, there's no doubt about it. It looked exactly like the picture on his profile. I was so scared and shocked. I never thought uh, that the guys you see on these sites would be so creepy. Oh, really? You don't think there's possibly a creep online? Why, you seem so nice. I know. <laughs> Goodness. I like cheese, too. So the Swiss cheese pervert is still on the loose in Mayfair, Philadelphia, everybody. So the police have issued a statement saying the bottom line is um, that this Swiss cheese pervert flies in the face of all of the positive improvements that they have been trying to make in the little town of Mayfair, Philadelphia. It's uncalled for and disheartening to think that he is coming into our neighborhoods bothering women. If they, uh, let's see, if they know what he looks like by now, I have faith that we'll catch him. I hope he gets cheese sandwiches in prison. Well, yeah, he would want cheese sandwiches in prison, wouldn't isn't? Isn't that what he would be aiming for? Yeah, why did I hope he gets yeah. cheese sandwiches? What, so he hopes That's he gets to have a lot of him. sex with cheese yeah. in prison? Hmm. I hope he's surrounded by women with boobs and <laughs> that are topless all day long. Drinking milk. Yes. Because women like milk and their milky complexions. That is so creepy. How are there so many pictures of him and it took this long to catch him? They Seriously. Still haven't caught, have they caught him? Because I got this story like two hours ago. Have they caught him yet? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, how can they... How can they not with this many pictures? I know. Well, he is out, and they can kind of get the make of his car, too. There are a lot. Of, if you Google Swiss cheese pervert, you will get a lot of pictures of a uh, man. He also has a, he doesn't, but uh, people who are following the case, there is a Twitter handle at Swiss cheese pervert. Of course there of is. Of course there is. Here's the most terrifying story, and I thought about this story uh, yesterday because I found it yesterday, and then I had an itchy ear. What? Okay. Is this related to the story, or this is separate? This has something to do with ears, and here it goes, and this is disturbing. Doctors in Australia have come to the aid of a man this past weekend who realized that his ear was itchy, not because he had an ear infection, but because he had a large cockroach that had crawled into his ear and was blocking the ear canal. Come on. Hendrik Helmer of Darwin, Australia, said that he first noticed something was wrong when he woke up early in the morning with an acute pain in his right ear. So as the pain uh. as the pain worsened, he tried to get a look inside of his ear and saw something stuck in the ear canal. He said when he saw something, his first hope was that he thought he hoped it wasn't a poisonous spider and that it was going to bite him oh. in the ear. Oh. <laughs> as the pain worsened, Hendrik Helmer attempted uh. to first suck the creature out of his ear with a oh. vacuum cleaner. Why would you do that? That's that's a horrible idea. And then he tried to flush it out with water. I hate this story. I Seriously, I hate this story right now. I don't want to hear this anymore. Hendrik Helmer don't eventually gave up and rushed to the Royal Darwin Hospital where he was forced to wait 10 extremely painful minutes for the creature to die in his ear before he could extract it. Seriously, I I would rather hear your penis stories than this. I, I fucking hate this. Hendrik this Helmer is... said they said they had never pulled out an insect this large out of someone's ear ever. Ugh. 
I am having a visceral reaction to this. this it is, is not- saying that it is becoming more and more common to see cockroaches and other insects being stuck in human ears. Why? Because part of the problem is that bugs will often have little trouble getting into the ear, but then are unable to walk backwards in order to get out. Wait, what? This is becoming a more common problem? Mm-hmm. Why? Why is this becoming a more common problem? Maybe they're getting smarter. I'm sleeping with earmuffs on from now on. <laughs> with the earmuffs? Yep. How about your plugs? Plugs? Uh, no, that's not even good enough. I'll <laughs> chew through that. I'm sleeping with my headphones on. <laughs> then how are you going to talk to the little boy next to you, bud? I'd rather do that than have a bug in my ear. To Altoona, Pennsylvania, we march on over. A man <sighs> accused of stealing hand sanitizer from a Pennsylvania hospital said he only took the chemical to mix it with orange juice and make a makeshift screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> Altoona police say that a man named Lee Ammerman allegedly took 12 containers of hand sanitizer from the Altoona Hospital in a series of incidents uh, beginning in late October and then allegedly admitted to the thefts when confronted by officers at the hospital just last week. Uh, Ammerman was quoted in the arrest affidavit as saying that he had, quote, taken a large amount of the $6.65 bottles of hand sanitizer from the hospital over the course of several months because he couldn't afford alcohol and he wanted to make screwdrivers at home. He said, I mixed the liquid with orange juice. And he told the police he used the sanitizer to get drunk. He was uh, issued a summons for misdemeanor theft and receiving stolen property. He is due to appear at court February 5th for a preliminary hearing. But he didn't have any other health problems? Like, he just drank the hand sanitizer with orange juice and... No, no health problems. He just got caught because he got caught. He didn't get caught because his insides were, you know, being eaten away. There's, there's an article that says, 14 things you need to know about drinking hand sanitizer. Someone took the time to write out 14 different things about it. Would you like to hear, sir? Sure. Uh, one, a bottle of hand sanitizer contains the equivalent of five <laughs> hard liquor shots. Whoa. Ew. Gross. Like what he, size? Like the hand? Like this? Uh, like the 240 milliliter. Let's see. Uh, we have hand sanitizer right is. here. Yeah. This is 88 milliliter. Okay. So a bigger bottle. Okay. Uh, teens, mix it with Listerine. Listerine and hand sanitizer. Teens, if you're doing that, that's stupid. You're an idiot. Seriously. Just drink malt liquor like the rest of Find us. Find somebody to, Yeah. You can figure it out better than that. Other teens use salt to separate the alcohol from the hand sanitizer, making a potent drink similar to a shot of hard liquor. You mix it with salt? Ugh. Uh, you'll get drunk really fast. Apparently, that's what it says here. Hmm. It was a trend that originated in prisons in New Zealand. Getting drunk off of hand sanitizer is most popular in Alaska, Missouri, and California. I don't know where they don't really claim where they have their statistics on that, but oh, that's what it well, says. Statistically speaking, Greg, they don't have to. Um, it can. It's the truth. Yes, I'll just skip ahead to a couple of couple more of them here. Um, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube, which I'm not surprised about that. You might kill someone if you drink it. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it, it can kill you if you do drink enough of it. This person drank uh, several empty bottles, several bottles of hand sanitizer. Wow. Yeah. Clean as a whistle on the inside, though. I <laughs> uh, will leave it at that. There's there's some things that you need to know. All right. Well, I found this this next story is a rumor, but I wanted to kind of say this because I had never actually thought about something like this being done. And I want to see if you would believe that because this is this is a rumor. It's an urban legend. However, this is a story that somebody posted on Reddit. Okay. We all know what Reddit is. It's a website where like most things originate from. People can post on it and such. Uh, so this is from Reddit. 
And it's an urban legend that someone is claiming is actually true. And this is kind of terrifying. It really weirded me out, so I wanted to see what you thought about this. So a Reddit user recently, this past weekend, went online and stated... Wait, where's... where's how do you spell... How do you say La, La Jolla? J-O-L-L-A? La Jolla. La Jolla? A Reddit user recently stated online that a surf shop employee in the La Jolla area has been, in fact, injecting blood into rental surfboards in an effort to get sharks to eat tourist surfers that are hogging up the local surfs. Is this ridiculous? Injecting blood A Reddit user recently stated that online... Uh, stated online, the surf shop employee in the La Jolla... Wow, I never knew that was how you spelled La Jolla. La Jolla. Just say it, La Jolla. La Jolla. La Jolla. In the La Jolla area, injected blood into rental surfboards in an effort to get sharks to eat tourist surfers who are hogging up the local surf. What? Yes. So I don't know week, if I believe that. Uh, well, this past week, a, a Reddit user by the name uh, Yuri76 said that one day while working at an unnamed surf shop in La Jolla, he noticed something strange about the surfboards, that there was blood inside of them. La Jolla. He said that he put a hidden camera and caught one of the employees taking a syringe and putting blood inside of the boards. Where's the proof of this? I don't know. He said, we called the police, and upon questioning his main motive, he said to the police was to have the sharks eat all the surfers that were tourists so that he could have all the waves to himself. (laughs) Eat all the surfers. Now, at this point, it's it's not been decided if the incident is true or creative internet fiction. So uh, Yuri76 did not say what shop he worked at and did not mention where this happened. Uh, So apparently this guy has not been answering any questions that people have been sending to him. But I wonder, I don't know, do you think that somebody would actually do that? No. You know how much work that would, A, that wouldn't work. Like however, whatever tiny amount of blood you could put into a surfboard isn't going to attract a shark to it. They're attracted by the shape. Yes, if there's like a giant amount of blood, I think that might do it. <laughs> Suman says, in other news, sous chefs are stealing weeds. <laughs> yeah, that's totally it. La Jolla. Yeah, I do not believe this one. But kudos to them for getting this, one, this so much. Don't uh, play rent out of a it. surfboard in La Jolla because La Jolla. It might be full of blood. To Massachusetts we travel. La Jolla. A Massachusetts man has been arrested with third-degree drunk driving, failure to stop for police, resisting arrest, and leaving the scene of property damage and disturbing the peace. After police said that he left his car, ran through the woods, climbed a tree 30 feet up, and rambled on that, no, no, he wasn't driving the car, he was just an owl. (laughs) (laughs) So according to state Uh, troopers... Please tell me there's video of this. There isn't, I wish. Well, sometimes this is a new story, so... Sometimes they wait a little while to release it. So according to state trooper who responded on the scene, Michael McCammon, he observed 37-year-old Troy Prockett driving extremely erratically and attempted to pull him over. After following Prockett's maxima into the breakdown lane for about three quarters of a mile, Prockett stopped stopped the vehicle, jumped over the guard railing, and started running through the embankment into the woods. After searching for about an hour, Prockett was found hiding 30 feet up a tree. He then reportedly asked the police after they said to said his name to him if they had quote 
caught the guy who was driving yet. The police said no, so Prockett climbed higher up into the tree. Prockett then continued to speak about what a good guy he was and then rambled on about, no, no, he wasn't driving the car, he was just an owl in the tree. He continually refused commands to climb down and instead kept climbing higher, even shaking the branches all the while saying, look, it's snowing. As Northboro firefighters were called to the scene, McCammon went up with a firefighter in an aerial tower, and they were able to remove Prockett the Owl. Well, that's a pretty solid alibi, though. I mean, if he was up I that like that there are time. police underneath me shaking the, <laughs> the snow off of the tree, saying, like, it's snowing, to them trying to distract them. Those cops are probably like, God damn it, after an hour of walking around in the snow looking for this There's guy. like, all right, Prockett. Come on, asshole. Come on. Well, he has uh, previously been convicted of drunken driving a couple times before. So no. I'm sure Prockett, I, it's a shocker. So uh, Prockett is being charged uh, as a human, not as an owl. I do have a couple just random stories. I just keep like, doing my random stories. Sure. All right. <laughs> Two Russian men were rushed to the hospital. They were... Russian and rushed. <laughs> Two Russian men were rushed to the hospital after each cut off one of their own ears following an arm wrestling tournament. Two Russian men rushed to the hospital after each respectively cut off that one of their own ears following an arm wrestling tournament. Why did they each do it? Well, let me tell you. Police have not uh, have not decided yet if self-mutilation counts as a crime, so it's unclear whether if whether or not the two men will face charges. So two unnamed Russian men were drinking at a party when they came up with odd rules for an arm wrestling tournament. So uh, during a drinking party, witnesses said that the two men decided to hold an arm wrestling tournament. And according to the rules of the contest that they stated, uh, the loser of said tournament was to cut off their own ear, cut off one of their ears. After the first bout, the loser challenged the winner uh, to a rematch and won. So following an argument, so each one won once. So that was a draw. Following so they just both decided? So following an, an argument, the two decided to call the match a draw and agreed to accept the penalty as if they had both lost. Now, one of the men completely severed his left ear. Good for him. He went balls out. The other one only partially severed his. Got to adhere to the yeah. rules, buddy. Yeah, be like, oh, why, don't you, why don't you go first? Yes. You go ahead. You go first there. <laughs> well, police only found out about the incident after the two men showed up at the hospital with their respective ear injuries. So no word yet since they don't know if self-mutilation counts as a crime. If there's going to be trouble, but they both did cut off their own ears, so might you know balance out. Yeah, I mean, I would say there's no crime there. I mean, they, they have to live with that the rest of their life. Their crime is being an idiot and cutting yeah, off your own. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. really don't see where the crime is. Mm-hmm. And finally, a traffic crash investigation produces an unusual find. Oh, kind of like in the back of a Volkswagen. Christopher Scheller. 18 years young, was traveling eastbound this past weekend when he lost control of his vehicle and slid off the roadway and stuck a tree. An officer happened upon the crash and summoned medical personnel for non-life-threatening injuries. Now, the officer, when arriving on the scene, found evidence that the driver may be intoxicated and responded to the hospital to meet with Christopher Scheller, you know, who had the car crash. When the medical staff, however, performed an x-ray on Scheller, they found an abnormality in his rectum. Oh, now, Christopher Scheller at first said, no, there's nothing down there, and did not want the object removed. But object turned out to be objects. And he eventually consented. Found inside of his, re- his rectum was this laundry list of items. So he was complaining about... 
He was brought to... He, so he got into a car crash. Yeah. The police suspected that he was intoxicated. Right. So he was taken to the hospital where the police met him. Right. He had an and x-ray. They found, they found something yeah. strange in his rectum. Uh, rectum? Found in his rectum was a bag of syn- synthetic marijuana, a socket for a wrench used for smoking, four gold bracelets, four silver necklace- necklaces, and 11 ladies' rings. 11 ladies' rings? And a partridge in a pear tree, yes. That's a lot of stuff. That is a lot of stuff to be packed in his rectum. A bag of synthetic marijuana, a socket for a wrench used for smoking, four bracelets, four necklaces, 11 ladies' rings. After the officer investigated this strange occurrence, it was determined that the items inside of the man's rectum were stolen from a residence by the suspect. All of the items were accounted for inside of his rectum. He is currently in custody. Now, were they already in there when he got into the accident? Yes, they were in there. He had hid them inside of his rectum. Before the accident, Before not Before the there. accident. Okay. So they think that he had robbed the house while intoxicated, crashed into a tree. <laughs> Gotta hide these somewhere. <laughs> Wouldn't you think, like, the startling of, like, getting into an accident might, like, make him come out a little bit? Well, maybe. I don't know. Might have had time, though, to... I mean, they're, they're probably up there pretty far. That's somebody who's a pro at doing this. They've done this a few times. I don't think they get startled and that's true. things pop out too easy. I just, I still that's don't understand why up. that's like the, where that's where you go to. Like no, it's just like, okay, no. I have all these, I have like this car, I have a glove box, I might have some pockets. I'm going to stick it in my butt. That's oh. what I'll do. Yeah. Some of those people, they're probably like really excited they're getting it back, but at the same time, like, oh. I know. God. <laughs> Like, they're going to be wearing grandma's necklace, I'm really but glad forever we got grandma's they will jewelry know. Bag. Forever they will know if they're wearing that. Like, yeah, this was up some guy's ass. Even if it's clean, it's not clean. It's never going to be clean again. <laughs> Nothing will ever be clean no. again. No. No. <laughs> no. All right, well, there you go. That is your world of crazy. No, yeah. Whatever. All right. I think we've done... Uh, I think we've done a fair amount today. <laughs> we yeah, we have a crazy this. busy show tomorrow. We do indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed, we do. See, I said that twice, but at you different did. ways each time. That's how you kind of switch it around there. Wow, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that was just really tricky. Yeah, I listened to Jim Rome today. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Once again, we have a lot of new advertisers on our website. So if you're going to be doing some shopping online, go to funemploymentradio.com first. We've got Amazon, ThinkGeek, eBay, Groupon, Zappos, Zappos. Mm-hmm. and uh, including a new site, 6pm.com, which uh, apparently for shop for the ladies shopping is... Oh, this lady loves yeah. she shop in there. Yeah. Free shipping? Come on. Yeah. Free returns? Yes. Lots they even things. replaced a pair of my boots once because they uh, like there was some manufacturer's fault and they were just like, oh, here's a brand new pair of them. Don't even worry about it. I'm stoked about them. There you go. Mm-hmm. Go to funemploymentradio.com and click on one of our new links. Yeah, think, we've got some excited Think Geekers yes. in the chat. Yep, Think yeah. Geek. Yeah, there's a bunch of different stuff on there, so um, all you have to do is just click on it once. That's your only job. That's it, and it helps us out. Woo! So, um... Tomorrow. Tomorrow on the show... Sean Jordan. Sean Jordan. Most likely Randy Mendez as well. Awesome. But yes, indeed. Joining us right here on Fun Employment Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. So, should I try to draw? I'm, I'm a terrible <gasps> awesome. artist. Awesome! Alex just bought boots from 6 p.m., which is also a sister site for Zappos. Yeah, that's on our website. Yeah, where it has discounted uh, designer shoes. It is awesome. 
I can't even tell you. Okay. It is completely incredible. So if you're looking yeah, at stuff and you don't want to spend like a, a ton of money, 6pm.com is awesome. But go to funemploymentradio.com yep. first. And just click on the link mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. All right. You guys are fantastic. Coming up later today on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Drive time at the drive-in with Aaron Duran, followed by Accidental Housewives. You guys are awesome. We'll we be love back you. tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Com. Thanks, everybody. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.